Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh. Ah. Oh. Oh. Ah. Oh. Dang. Dang. Ah. That goes oh. well ah. with those oh. pants. Deborah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five, five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy Matthews, Matthews and, and I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And thank you for, for listening, listening to, to the podcast, podcast that is on right now. Um, assuming this is the podcast that's on right now and yeah. it's not something else. We we do not want to thank people who aren't listening to the podcast for listening to the podcast. So well, if you're not listening to the podcast, that thanks isn't for you. Well, okay? yeah, we, no, no, I'm sorry. We do want to thank, pe- thank people who are not listening to the podcast, but that thank wasn't for you. No, no. Well, obviously, people who aren't listening to the podcast, thank you. Thank you. You know, you're probably doing really important things and... Also, we need people who aren't listening to the podcast yes. to keep society running. Yeah, and right? so that we can get new listeners. Right. We, yeah. need, we need hope. We need, yeah. we need there to be people out there who aren't listening to the podcast so that we can grow. Right? I, I rue the day that we've, we've got everybody listening. Well, we will weep because there are no more worlds to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. And I guess that's probably when we'll go out into space and find Alien knife, Life and ask them to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Alien Knife? <laughs> Alien Knife, yes. Is there knife on Mars? That is um, my question to you. Yeah, I do. I just like the idea of like, sort of like uh, the gods must be crazy. Mm. That movie where a Coke bottle falls on, on onto yeah. some African tribe, yeah. uh, where they I guess they don't have mm. Coke bottles. Uh, a knife falls onto the world. Yeah, real big knife. It doesn't even have to be that big. Not that big. But you know, you wield it. You could wield it with one hand. But do we know that it's an alien life? Because uh, alien knife. Fuck. <laughs> Do we know that it's an alien knife because it is made from an element not found on Earth? Which I think they Ooh. use that a lot yeah. in movies, but it's no longer valid because we know how the periodic table of the element works. Mm. We know that we have identified all the elements that can exist yeah, um, and that are stable. Well, what if we find this one is, is one of the... It's, it's a heavy metal... It's it's beyond the the, the heaviness of sure. the of the the current uh, periodic table, yeah. uh, but and it's and it's somehow stable. Be, it's somehow stable again, right? Or we find a way that like they found a way to to neutralize. Yeah, like like you know alloyize it before it destroys itself. Right. You know, so it's like you know it's like a nitrous. Heavy metal it or whatever you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unknown. I know exactly what you mean. That's correct. Uh, and and so now, like they go because they look at the nucleus of the atoms yeah. and they go, "Holy shit! This thing has nine hundred protons." Now, like gods must be crazy. Will we find that this alien knife is really useful for things like grinding wheat? <laughs> <laughs> and will it cause a, a you know us to fight amongst ourselves? Over uh, the, the the right to, to use this useful alien knife. We yeah, might find that it's perfect for opening cans of beer or something like that. You know, uh, it's just right for getting underneath the little tab and flicking it. Mm. And then everybody wants to use it for that, but there's only one of them. And yeah. we're like, the super intelligent alien mm. uh, life forms must be crazy. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's how it will start. And mm. then obviously one guy wants to use it so he can do research on this knife that's falling from the sky. Yeah, but At everybody's least... going to want to do research on the knife that's falling from the sky. Yeah, Why some... didn't they give us more than one knife? Well, uh, I don't know yet. But okay. I think what it will suggest, though, is that somewhere there is going to be either some kind of super sun where where mm. these kinds of that is so hot where this kind of uh, the energy required to fuse all these atoms together to create a 900 proton metal yep uh, obviously it's going to have electrons and 
Sure, in, neutrons. In the neutrons, um, as well. But obviously, um, I think I think when I was saying that, I was I thought that protons were neutrons, and that's why I made that mistake. Just <laughs> anyway. That was the mistake I was making. It, that, it, the people of the world weren't going to know that. No, and, and they, they didn't got, need to know that. No. But anyway, so 900 protons. So we're finding out that there's a super sun somewhere. Yep. Um, maybe it's a dark sun. And they're using it to make knives. Great. Yeah, so it's a dark, it's a dark matter sun yep. that emits dark energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're making light knives. Yep. And over there it's being sold uh via infomercial <laughs> on the alien planet on the alien sun yeah so okay alien creatures that can live, They'll on, live the on the sun okay sure and they still have a shopping channel and they have a shopping channel yep and, and they're they selling the knives selling the knives and during a cooking demonstration right uh, in a mall sort of a sun mall yeah um but everything's made of plasma except for like the core of the sun and these knives right including, including the creatures yep. and their brains and it's all just you know sort of you know, a sea of swarming, swarming plasma and, and, and connections that are like that. But during a demonstration, accidentally flung the knife. Oh, the knife gets got flicked. caught on some super solar wind. Solar wind. Yeah. Flung, landed into our earth, maybe into some stone. Yep. Brrr, sword in the stone. Knife in the stone. <laughs> alien knife in the stone. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I really like an alien knife version of the gods must be crazy as a sketch. <laughs> I think, I think, I think seeing us all behave really irrationally and strangely, wanting to get our hands on the knife, and because it's so useful for things, I, I mean, I feel like people would need to get the fact that it's a reference to gods must be crazy for the humor of the sketch, but maybe they wouldn't have to. Maybe we, it, it, it would still stand alone. I also think it's interesting the idea of an alien. What if the person, sorry, hold that thought. Mm. Can you hold on to it for one second? The person who first sees the knife is watching the gods must be crazy and it it happens out of his window. You're done. You're in. Great. Knife fight, right? It's uh, aliens with uh, spaceships and so on. And, you know, they can teleport and all that sort of stuff. But the only weapon technology they have is knives, right? So, (laughs) So they're all the, like, you know, Mm. Uh, when they're firing on enemy ships and stuff like that, it's all throwing knives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of those knives that they hold on their, you know, just on their on their hilt, on their belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. And when they uh, when they want to attack uh, a planet, they build a really really big knife to cut the planet in half. Have we already said this on the podcast? It feels like so, so dumb. Maybe I don't know, but I like I like the idea of like having to go into the vacuum the vacuum seal area of a spaceship, right. hold on onto a handle <laughs> on the inside and then they, lean out and throw knives at the uh, at the other mm. ship. I think I, look, I, I, I like that already. Is that? Do you think that's within the same world? Mm, could be. Alien could be. knife fight? Yeah. Is it that it's a whole... Because is this, is this aliens from different planets meeting up and having knife yeah, fights? Yeah, I think so. So it's yeah. so it's kind of like a whole solar system where maybe they have yeah it's a Star Wars but instead of lightsabers everyone's got knives yeah and, and instead of battling one to one on land they just battle from ship to ship because ship, ship. you're not going to risk your own life not at all that's crazy I this is what I don't like about um about all this like sword fighting and duels mm. and things like that is that you're risking your life to prove a point mm. I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, what's your point? Yeah, how good is your point? Is it? Is it? Is it? A, it'd have to be a really, really great point. Like that, you let's say the, their point could be, "I deserve this woman more than you do." Doesn't feel like a good point. It's not a great point. I don't know. I don't think her heart's going to be in it. Mm. Uh, if you win, yeah, the guy who. I mean, obviously, it looks like a big gesture, but I think we'll find you'll find that if you actually just talk to the woman. Yeah, just, just like if... she's a person, hmm. that's probably not what she's interested in anyway, right? She yeah. might not even be interested in you. It's just like, just as long as she's making choices, hmm. so that, can we rewrite uh, the movie Troy where sure. Helen of Troy yeah. has agency and everyone respects like that? Yeah, I think I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you could rewrite pretty much al- almost all of these. History. All of history, yeah, where people realize that, like, 
while relationships are good mm. and and uh, one that has uh, developed and blossomed is maybe the one of the most valuable things you'll have in your life. Yeah. Uh, you could get that with heaps of people. You could <laughs> Right. And like and there's not really that much point dying for one. Yeah. Because there's like other people in the world. Like and there's an increasingly there's more people being made every day. That is definitely true. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. If, like, if, if is, you is, could explain this to two guys about to duel. Well, yeah, I I wonder if uh, like the the preponderance of statistical and mathematical information mm. could be used in order to uh, help people with a broken heart. And you, yeah, if you had a time I like machine. maybe. Maybe the problem, because very often people find cold comfort in those things. You know, if, if, if you're in a relationship that's mm. ended and, you know, you feel like you're never going to meet the one again, mm. being told that there's plenty more fish in the sea or there's lots of other people out there and you'll find someone really doesn't seem to strike home to you. But yeah. maybe if somebody told it to you in the form of a really well-constructed infographic. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. I... Like, because this is all about com- communication, inform- communicating information, communicating quite... You know what can be quite big numbers, which the brain struggles to uh, comprehend. Yeah. Right. If we could put it in a way that's quite more, much more manageable and mathematically clear, mm-hmm. I think that could help people a lot. So let's say, uh, you know, like info that kind of tells you like the percentage of people that go through breakups that then later mm. on find somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and then the amount of time that you've had in your life, the amount of time that uh, mm. you know that you have still. In your life, the number of people that you will encounter throughout your life. Yeah, uh, the the number of things that that can or need to be tried in order to you know and that increase your the, the possibility of, of meeting people. Yeah. The amount of standards that you need to lower in order to. Uh, so that's also quite useful. I mean, I think I think the you know the 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 acceptance of flaws in others is a big one. I think uh, you know and 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 how much that will help you. I think is is that a part of the problem with breakups, right? Is that like you've already gone to the work of accepting all of this person's flaws, mm. and now you've got to go find somebody else and accept all of their flaws? Like it's, I think that's you know that's oh, far that's out. That's the hard part. Yeah, right. I also got to come to terms with all this shit now, do I? Yeah, look, uh, I don't know if that is necessarily no? the hard part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was worth a try. I I always wonder whether the whether the sorrow part of a breakup comes mm. from. Uh, uh, comes from having your your brain expectations. Have I told you? I think I've probably told you this before. I think I've probably told you this before as well. That that you've your brain has simulated a potential future for you, mm. and that now that simulation is incorrect, and it takes a lot of processing power to, uh, to Re- remodel a future. A future for you. Uh, uh, look, a, Alistair, a this is what future. I tell people all the time. Mm. And so either I've stolen her off you or you've stolen her off me or we both came up with this or it's just a common yeah. thing. This was a future that I came up with uh, many, many years ago. Really, really? Yeah. It was yeah. the past now. Wow. Yeah. It, it was actually even the past at the time when I came up with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even come up with it in the present moment. When you did? Yeah. I'd already done it. I'd already done it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that was a frustrating bit of conversation. Yeah. Um, is there any humor in that at all? Um, I think, like, well, I, I think it is quite, it could be quite funny hearing somebody be told all this mathematical information in a really persuasive infographic way and then mm. be like, oh, you know what, that is quite comforting. Or what about this, right? It's a, it's a, it's probably a scene that has been played out in a sitcom or something, but Two people get together and then they just really clinically and mathematically go through all the things that they're prepared to compromise on, mm-hmm. all their personal flaws, the ones that they think that, that they could change, the ones that like they'll trade off against the ones in somebody else's personality. Yeah. You know, like I'm always late to things, but you're really messy. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like those cancel out each other out. And the other mm. person's like, yes, that checks with me. They cancel out. Um, maybe you have an auditor there or something like that who's able to weigh, help you to weigh these things against each other. Mm. Well, I think that, that would, that, that's an interesting process because um, – but I, it's funny because I don't think you could ever present to somebody at the beginning of a relationship mm. all the things that you're going to go through together. Like if you had the information such mm. as like how many times we're both going to be crying, you know. Yeah. 
for quite a long period of time, inconsolable, mm. and it's going to seem like maybe this is this is the end. Yeah. Right. If you're told at the beginning that that was going to happen, would you like you might be like, well, I'm not sure I'm going to go into this. Well, I but I think I think that you know in a business in in any kind of a business situation. Mm. The company is responsible for releasing a prospectus at the start of every financial year, yeah. and they need to give that information to the shareholders so that they, the information can be in the market and people can make informed decisions about how they yeah, invest. Right. And I think it's naive and I think it's old-fashioned yeah. that that kind of information isn't available in relationships as well. That's right? true. It's, it's creating an uncompetitive marketplace mm. and leading to market inefficiencies, and I think that is a... It's a real shame. People need to know what they're investing in before they. Uh, but I think also, plunge. yeah, and I think maybe the problem is is that once if a few people start releasing that information, mm-hmm. uh, then it's actually going to make other people who haven't released that information look even better. For for the time being, because there's a few people who are being upfront about what the flaws and and, and the difficulty of what the relationship is going to be like, well, and so then uh, that's why I think this needs to be a, a, a legally mandated thing, yeah, right. so that everybody has to do it, and. Um, and that way, those you know those people who don't do it, we are more likely to be suspicious of them and say, "Oh, well, you're actually doing something wrong." You know, this isn't legal. You need to be clear with us mm-hmm. about these kinds of things. And then, once everybody's out in the open, we can all make you know better choices. Sure. Um, is that is that a sketch? <laughs> I, I I I think, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It could even be like a sci-fi future thing, right? Well, yeah, and I think that maybe that yeah, the the one of the problems that it will fix is I think that there's um sometimes when you go into relationships and and you kind of like especially these days when you can date way quicker, more mm. people and things like that, you can sort of just get rid of people based on some tiny little flaw. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that that can be because you don't know what the average relationship looks like totally um, and and what the average person and how yep. much flaws there is because i think if you were, were saying goodbye to somebody based on some tiny flaw and then you found out that actually everybody has that flaw has and everyone else probably has it worse that person is actually better than average yeah. it's because you, you have you're not really comparing it to that much so what if along with your tax return each mm. year which is your financial relationship yeah. relation, you also needed to do like an emotional tax return where mm-hmm. you reconcile you know your records from the previous year of like all your uh your breakdowns your irrationalities Mm -hmm. your irregularities that kind of thing and that goes onto some kind of a government um database which is like a a a government version of a dating register or something like that where all this information is publicly available and you can download like you would download the um damage report on an old car Exactly. So, so it's uh, it's you're you're writing down basically how taxing you have been on other <laughs> people. <taxing. laughs> um, you have been on other people's emotional thing and and, and yeah. the, the support that you require and things yeah. like that. And uh, is there some kind of a rebate in that sense? Would the government then so say you've been good and you've been better than average, right? Mm. And you've got you've given more than you've got back. Does the government uh, rebate you with a certain amount of heroin that you can then inject into your veins to get the endorphins that you deserve? Yeah. And uh, look, I don't see any other way. I, I suppose uh, it, it, they, you know, they could go with the methadone. I don't know how good mm-hmm. that feels, but uh, it's slightly less addictive, I think. So. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, maybe they could just give us methadone. And I guess, and for those people who choose to want to go down to the injecting rooms, then they can they can get extra free endorphins right. that they are deserved, or they can build them up and then they can uh, overdose overdose at the end of their life, so yeah. they can go with dignity. Yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Um, or they could even resell it if they wanted to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we mm. can start a drug market. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a good alternative universe. Mm. That's and good. by good, I mean nightmare. Good obviously. nightmare uh, universe. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Well, look, I think that's uh, definitely a sketch idea. I had had another idea, and that's why I'm kind of just stalling until it came back. Oh, but, well. But it was an outside idea. An outside idea. Yeah, that, uh, thinking about. that you were going to bring in. I mean, obviously, I was going to ask, but I was going to I was going to walk in with this idea like a like a cowboy through a saloon door and kind of just slam open the door. And I think just based on my confidence, you were just going to um, like, allow. I'm going to allow this. Yeah. I want to see how this plays out. No, I'm 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 except I'm open to outside ideas. I just didn't want one on the hundred uh, sketch ep- episode because oh, yeah. it felt like it was uh, going against everything that we 
we'd, we'd worked so hard to achieve. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what what the uh, the why we're against the outside ideas, but like I think part of it is that you want you want the two disparate you want things that are that are currently not ideas but just pieces of of sort of electrical conduct mm. passing through to be forged together and then the idea actually be born in, in the, the space between us in the space between us like that yeah. right which you know while we're speaking would be like where your brain is currently resting the the listener mm. that is the space between us which is me and Andy maybe one in each ear i mean obviously we we actually just record this mono i think we don't have one <laughs> we don't we don't have one, one microphone in each, year. Yeah, in each year yeah so that if you only have like a one ear uh set of earphones you can only hear like andy talking and yeah or you know that if we both sort of whisper contrary ideas it's like you have a, a good voice and an evil voice mm. at some point when we're talking uh yeah. the sound waves from my mouth pass the sound waves from your mouth yeah. in the in in midair don't they yeah i would say so except that we're not often talking at the same time well sometimes we talking over each other or something like that. Just, just for a while. For a while. Yeah. yeah so just then they exactly. would have passed each other and touched. And they're doing it now as well. And right now, yeah. They're intermingling. intermingling. Which is, so you, know, you know, quite a nice idea. <laughs> it's quite nice. I would like that you think that they might be... Uh, caressing each other. Caressing each other, maybe possibly creating their own net waves of their own, mm. you know. Um, look, that, that that is something... It's not a sketch, no, uh, is it? Andy, so it's, it's no sketch. good to us. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that we've allowed ourselves to just come to about three dead ends. No, no, that's fine. What, like, um, you know that thing. Remember when Peter Costello said, uh, "Former treasurer, of former Australia. treasurer of Australia, Peter Costello from the Coalition, Liberal member for Higgins, maybe." Oh, really? In Canberra? No, I thought Higgins was in. Um, look, I don't know. I thought it was in Victoria. Maybe. Um, uh, and I wonder if. Uh, he he said, "When you're having a child, when you're having babies, have mm. one for mum, one for dad, and one for Australia." Yeah. And uh, there was something that we were talking about earlier that I thought, relationships. Uh, no, what was the first alien, thing? Uh, alien knife in the store stone. Definitely not that. <laughs> uh, alien knife fight. It's definitely something we didn't write down, <laughs> and uh, that uh, I will not be able to recall. That's okay. It's a, it's another dead end probably, but that that was just an amazing thing that he said that you could have babies for particular reasons, and yeah. people. Yeah, people. Like that, one of the children is for the mother, and one of the children is for the, and one for Australia. Mm. It'd be nice if to like you know I've heard look it wouldn't actually be nice, but I've heard of like some cultures where if your brother or sister can't have a child mm. you um, have one for them you give them one of your kids wow and i think that's a probably hard emotionally on a few people well i wonder but really rewarding for no well this is a, i mean in terms of from what i've heard this i know i i i'm not connected to somebody who has done, gone through it but i i know somebody who knows somebody and i think it was hard on them emotionally. yeah i wonder if i wonder what wonder if it is though <laughs> I wonder if giving up a child is a difficult thing. <laughs> you know, I wonder if you feel anything at all, really. Did they, they do it in that culture, you're saying? Yeah, they were doing it in that culture. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's a current practice. It's not like a uh, historical or... A... Or it was happening, you know, let's say, not my generation, but maybe our parents' generation. It might still be happening. It might not wow. be happening anymore. Yeah. So what about... What about a culture where if uh, somebody, you know, if your brother mm. can't have a child, you build them one out of mashed potato? <laughs> Is that, like would that, that would that be? Yeah. No, I think any and he has to take it. He has to take it and he has to raise it. I guess it's kind of like a punishment for not being able to have kids. There you go. And <laughs> and um, and so this is if you can't have if you mm. if your brother can't have kids, mm. um, not not because of infertility, but because he's a loser. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for infertility, it'd be actually quite. Uh, <laughs> It'd actually be quite insensitive, but if he's a loser, yeah, then he has to carry the mashed potato son that you make for him around with him, around with him, so that people know he's a loser. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, people might not know, and they might get together with him, and yeah. they might even have a child with him. But and if he's carrying a mashed potato son at all times, yeah. yeah, and your mashed potato son has to be in your Tinder profile, yeah, <laughs> right, and you have to like as it gets moldy. 
and sort of awful and things mm. like that. And it will very quickly, and probably within a week. Yeah, within a week, especially in the summer. Yeah. Um, you can't keep him in the fridge because he's your son. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do all the normal things. You have to feed him and whatever level of schooling he's at. <laughs> um, you have to send him to school and go get him and yeah. things like that. Uh, and it has to be a son. Okay, yeah. <laughs> can't be a daughter. It can't be a daughter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and um, and, and then and then and, if... and then, but then whatever it changes into, and also any time like anything, little little things get stuck to it or whatever, you have mm. to just carry that off. And all becomes when your, son. your mashed potato son is like mm-hmm. kicked out of university because it's a mashed potato son and doesn't do any work, mm. you have to go in and have a meeting with the dean of the department. To explain why your son hasn't yeah. worked harder yeah. and hasn't been more successful. And everybody will treat it as if, as, as if it's a person that just is being ba- lazy. Badly and, parented. Yeah, ba- badly parented. Um, and I think that's a kind of a nice idea mm. because I think it gives people an incentive to not be losers. Yeah. Because I think at the moment, you know, it's just there's not, there's not that. When, uh, you can just be a loser and... <laughs> And nobody and, could know. And nobody you could go know. your entire life, nobody realised that you're a loser. And there's almost no consequences. You, you know? can get away with it. Yeah. And it's just, just for people who lose. Do you think, <laughs> do you think it's a sketch? Um, I mean, yes, it's maybe a sketch of an alternative universe in an alternative universe. Like, in an alternative universe where you can have this kind of alternative universe sketch work, this would work. But uh, who knows if it would work in this universe? Um, I see. I really like it. Yeah, great. I mean, as you may have guessed, at this point in my life, this is this is exactly the kind of sketch I want to see. (laughs) 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 Oh man! Like I think maybe I picture it in a kind of like. it could be it could be just a thing that's on let's say it's like one of those house hunter TV shows yep right uh, and so these are these are people that are looking for a house <laughs> but um, one of them has a mashed potato son. son yeah one of them has a mashed potato son so it's that's interesting yeah and so you, so you're finding out about weird quirks of people like that but at the same time <laughs> like the show still has a forward momentum because they're picking which house would be the nicest right, to pick. Right, right. But the guy, but, but what it's really about is about the quirks of, of course. human quirks. And, uh, and, and, but then he's having to take into account, you know. Uh, You're going to need a third bedroom for the mashed potato son. mashed potato son, and maybe you don't want to have to lug, lug your mashed potato son up the stairs. Well, I day. don't think you want it to be on the north side of the house, right? Because it's going to get a lot of sun. It's going to get, gonna get hot. Sun. And the mashed potato son, he gets real funky in the mm, heat. Yeah, especially it depends on how much butter or like some people put cream in their mashed potato and things like that. So you don't want to have a lot of dairy like that. Oh. If you can stick it to a potato as much as possible. You know, people put milk and... Mm, mm. If it's pure mashed potato, yeah, but it's not. It's not. Because it never is. You want to make it out of a nice mashed potato, just nice. You well, just, you're a loser. You're a loser, and you want to do something nice for your brother. Yeah, give him a good quality mashed potato. You don't want to make him a shit son. Well, shit son. <laughs> no, I'm glad we wrote that down. Yeah, I think that's definitely a sketch. Um, Would you like it's it's when do you introduce somebody to your mashed potato son? Like you've met somebody. So you've gone you've gone on a date. Yeah. Um well or, or or what if it's like uh via this thing of somebody's had a previous relationship, mm. right? They have kids. Now they're dating again, right? Mm. And you very often it's awkward introducing the kids to the new person. Right, I'm sure it can be, yeah. and the, you know, and the, there's a lot of emotional reasons for that, right? For the kids, mm. you know, you want to protect them and that sort of thing, and maybe even for the old old mother and that sort of thing. It's hard to move on in that way. Mm. But what if you didn't want to introduce them to your new person because you're embarrassed that they're made out of mashed potato? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, well, I think that one one aspect of this would be interesting is that it's kind of 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A, uh, a Beauty and the Beast curse. Mm. So uh, this person has, has this because they're a loser. Yep. But I think if they were to gain certain things in their lives, maybe even just like, you know, a sort of lively direction, possibly a life partner, possibly, a, you know, even just an inner happiness, right? Um, then they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't, you couldn't even consider them a loser. And then they would, the spell would be broken and they would be able to get rid of their mashed potatoes, <laughs> right? And so while this person starts dating this other mm. uh, person, he, the, he must make them love them. Mm. And then if he can, then, you know, even though he has a mashed potato son, a moldy right. mashed potato son that he wheels around, <laughs> or maybe carries around just in his arms. <laughs> yeah, I picture it in like one of those baby Bjorn front carry <laughs> things. I see. I picture the kid as being like sort of like seven years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm seeing a small oh, so you child, see like a one or baby. two years old. No, no, no. I see, like, I mean, depending on how long he's had him, I guess yeah. he must have to keep building it you up. Keep adding on. Yeah. Well, you feed your child mashed potato, I think, and that's how they're <laughs> able to increase in volume. Yeah, I think you could feed it like, you know, like lamb roast and different things like that if you want to. Be hard to keep the structure, though. Yeah, I know. Okay. Parent, parenting is hard. Parenting right? is hard. Right. And Nobody so, said it was going to be easy. And so then it makes you work extra hard mm. to to become sort of a more desirable person and to find joy sure. in your life and like, you know, self-satisfaction and 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 you know, a, you know, a passion and all that kind of stuff. And so because that's what we're looking for, the incentive, right? To to kind of get away from this burden. Do you think that that's what that what will happen? Well, yeah, well, that's what, that's what it's all about. I mean, or this person is a loser, right? Already their life is bad. Yeah. But are we saying it's not bad enough to spur them on to yeah. improve things? Yeah, I mean, you can, just, you can just get on with life and just live a normal life and, and be okay, right? Uh, and just get through your whole life and time will pass and you'll get to the end and it will have been an okay life and then you'll die and it won't matter, mm. right? But we want people to excel in this culture. We want people to to be their best selves. Yeah. And so, what and do you do? The way. You give them a mashed potato son. Yeah. No. So that they have like incentive. It's like how for so long we would hit kids because we would think that that would be the way to well, mo- it just, motivate it just them to makes stop sense, doing bad doesn't things. It? Yeah. You know, you got this small, weak person mm. who you want to do the right thing. What else are you going to do? Yeah, you hit them. You hit them, right? And so in <laughs> the like, same way, go. you could see how a culture, you know, instead of hitting, they give them a mashed potato son. Yeah. You know, they, they... Well, you can't hit adults. That's wrong. Of course that's wrong, Andy. Yeah, but you can burden them yeah. with a rotting, rotting. vegetable well, it's not, you know, child. You, obviously, it's not rotting at the time you give it to them. No, of course so. not. Um, uh, I've got a few... Tangent ideas, great, right? Andy, I'm really looking forward. Um, to it. You know how when you give uh, at, at school, sometimes they will give children as part of like sex ed classes. They'll give them like a robotic baby to look after, like that little baby doll thing that mm-hmm. like cries and has to be tr- looked after for like a week or something, just so they learn what it's like to have to look after yeah. a baby. Is there a version of that that we can do in some other scenario, like we do it with adults and old people? You know, see whether or not they're ready to have an elderly oh, really parent. Yeah. Okay, so they have a, a, a an elderly robot that they've got to wheel around. Mm. They've got to visit every week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it can even start sort of like younger, right? Like when your parents are younger, so like when they're sixty five and they and they keep they come over, they come into town and they of have course. to stay with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> You know, and so, so if you can take care of you know this robotic parent when mm-hmm. they're here for three nights and then, then drive it to the airport, yeah. <laughs> um, then you'll you'll be ready to 
for the responsibility of having your parents stay having in an elderly bed. parent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, um, I've got nothing to add to that, Alistair. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's perfect. Um, I mean, and obviously, if there, there are some people who then try and wrought a lot of money out of that person's uh, superannuation fund or something, and those are obviously signs that they're not yet ready to have an elderly parent, right? They can't treat them treat them well. And they steal all their savings. Absolutely, I didn't hear that no, one because I was totally really fun. focused on the writing. I could tell. Um, um, all right, and here's another thing, right? Uh, and it is when you're in court, right? And you've done something like you've done something really shameful, like you lied to everybody about having a disease so that they would donate money to you, and you've just spent all that money on drugs and fast cars. Yeah. Right. And uh, the judge says, well, look, this person has already been openly shamed and they've probably suffered more from, uh, from that than I could actually punish them uh, by sentencing them to jail. You know that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. logic that you hear sometimes? Yeah. If they've already suffered more than you could sentence them, then surely you owe them something. You owe them money. Right? If justice is to be served, mm. they should be given a certain amount of money. Yeah. Or a one free crime of a small amount to sure. make up the, def- the deficit. Yeah, or they should be allowed to shame all of society. Okay. Yeah, that's good. They get to do some shamings. Um, maybe they could say that all of society has pretended to have cancer. Yeah. And then that gets reported on the front page of a newspaper. I wonder if in the future everyone will have like a national or will have a an official shame number of like exactly how much shame they are supposed to have, right? That um, you, I guess it would just mm. like in a in a uh, in our virtual reality heads up display augmented reality future where we have yep. chips in our eyes and we can see added information on top of everything that we see chips in the real in world. Eyes, yeah. Chips in our eyes. Yeah. Uh, will we also have like what, will one of those pieces of information be that when you look at somebody it'll tell you how much shame they uh, they have experience so, or their health have. bar obviously yep. Yep. Bar. <laughs> so uh, you know when you're fighting them yeah. how much longer you've got to keep fighting them <laughs> yep and there'll be a shame bar and then there'll be a shame bar which I guess is how long you can keep abusing them until until they'll also I guess their health bar will go down um, yeah. no but like so what will the shame bar benefit? The, the shame right. bar represents how much bad stuff you've been a part of or, right. you know, you, you are responsible for. Yeah. Um, and actually, so in that sense, it would probably be good to have it as low as possible, right? Like you mm-hmm. want to have minimum shame and you can do good things and that'll lower your shame bar and you can do uh, bad things and it'll go up. The end. Sure, yeah. Um I look I I can't figure out how it's funny yet. No, it's not. But you tell me what you wrote. No, 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 but um with the with the thing before with just I mean this is not what I wrote down, but with the thing before you were talking about uh people who would get compensation for mm. you know, but what if you didn't commit a crime? Yes. I, or, or or you know, like like the pretending to have cancer and you know, putting up a fake charity or whatever. What about uh, a scenario in which people are uh you know, they're bullied at school? Yeah. And so then, I mean, this is just getting compensation for any kind of suffering, mm. right? Um, where, the, but, but that, that it's you know, it's it's all been done with sort of microtransactions these days, and it's all automatic. Everybody is linked to everybody through their bank accounts and their, their right. Bitcoin and things like that. So almost, uh, you, what you would have, right, mm. is like like there are people already who are getting chips in their fingers, and they can use Apple Pay or PayWave just by waving their hands, yeah. right? It's like that, but because it's in your hands, every time you Say you're getting bullied. Every time mm-hmm. the bully punches you, yeah. okay, a certain amount of money goes out of their bank account into your bank account. Yeah, because it because your your Apple Pay is connected to your nervous system, yeah. which reacts in the amount of suffering that you have. Mm. And then when they're punching you, damages are automatically transferred into Correct. your account. So so every everything uh, is kind of uh, is a, now a financial transaction. Everything is a financial cr- transaction. Yeah. That's really nice. So every time yeah. you smile at somebody, mm. you get some money. Oh, I'm, but I'm, if they smile at you, yeah. then it cancels out. Yeah, see, that's nice. And I guess, and so then you're, and so then you're smiling back at people just so that you don't lose money. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, um, and then sometimes you're just you're not doing very well financially, mm. and so you go out to a bad neighborhood, 
and smile at a lot of people. Well, all, all that, that's a good idea. I was just hoping get mugged or like, like or somebody beats you up. Yeah, like you just look for you know you go to a, you go out and stand outside like but a, the problem a bar is at three a.m. Bad you, neighborhood. Maybe these people don't have a lot of money. Really, you want to get want to get beaten up in a good neighborhood. Sure. Okay. Well, then instead of bad neighborhood, you go out uh, to, outside of bars at three a.m. Yeah. And you kind of and you just hope that somebody sort of really like sucker punches you or something yeah. like that. And then the the uh, that huge amount of money could maybe like you know, even help. cover your medical expenses. Co- <laughs> Oh, surely those medical expenses would be covered by... Um, I feel like we'd have to have universal health care as well. And maybe like, you know, uh, in these kind of scenarios where you would get like, let's say, chronic back pain, mm. um, which was a, an ongoing pain, I guess every time you experience pain, that's just money rolling in. Money in the bank. And so people Hello. would be like, he's like, oh, what's happened to Martin? He's got, like, he's got chronic back pain. You go, lucky bastard. Yeah. Everything is compensated. Yeah. And everything is a transaction. Sure. I, I like yeah. it so much. I don't know. Everything is a transaction. Yeah. Um, I, it, feels, it feels like it could be possible, you know, like, like if uh, technology, yeah, is integrated with your central nervous system that is able to accurately detect any slight against you. But also it would be able to detect your motivations as well, I think, which is important. So when you do, you know, uh, bad, good things for bad reasons, mm. I think it would also have to know that, right? Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, or may- maybe, th- maybe there's things like s- smiles or like where, where there's certain things that you actually generate new currency, like through, right. through kind acts. Because like, like there's cer- certain things like that where... Where like you know like like you're kind of mining cryptocurrency or something you know like because there's certain acts where like sure the smiling if you get smile back then you don't have to you know mm. the person you don't have to pay the person money but let's say like somebody's dropped their um has dropped their their bag of shopping and you go help them out yep right uh, it's not like they can repay it instantly by picking up your shopping to cancel out the money coming out of your account right sure so maybe like Maybe it's it's a it's a thing from the uh, which in which a, a kind act like that uh, causes some processing power to uh, generate some aspect of a, a crypto coin or something. The like that. The problem is then is though doesn't that then devalue the currency as a whole? Like, you know, sure. aren't we flooding the market? If there's too much kindness, won't we run into rampant inflation? And then yeah. all those kind acts will become worthless. Sure, but well, not worthless. They'll be devalued, so people will have to do more kind acts to get the same amount. Oh, of, I see. Of yeah. Thing back, but uh, and so, but but then so you know, some economists could uh, you could help one child across the street mm. uh, for for you know get fifty bucks. Now you've got to lift an entire nation out of poverty in order to be able to afford a loaf of bread. Yeah, absolutely. But people. It, like this is an economist talking about this system. He goes, well, when we were trialing this, obviously we were really worried that people would commit too many kind mm. acts uh, and it would completely devalue the, uh, the the currency and things like that. But uh, we found that that, that, was, uh, that never became a problem. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't, really wasn't an issue. Yeah, people, you know, $50 wasn't, really wasn't enough money to get people out help, to help ladies cross the road and things like that. They actually preferred to go out and Maybe get beaten do, up outside of pubs at 3 a.m. Would you do like an Uber thing with like surge pricing? If there's a lot of old ladies needed to cross the street, suddenly sure, yeah. helping an old lady across the street. And it would come up as a little alert in your in your heads up display. It'd be like helping old ladies across the street just increased to ten times. Wow, and you'd be like, yeah. Oh, I've got to get out there and help some old ladies across the street. Yeah. And then everyone would be running at these old ladies, fighting over them to get to help them, dragging them. Ladies who don't even want to cross the street, who are happy on the side of the street they're on, getting dragged across mm-hmm. the street. Weird money is exchanging mm. is ex- is being swapped there for different you know uh, for different because of the fighting and things like that. But it would also be good. It would drive us to find new ways to be kind to people as well. I think absolutely I'd drive research, kindness, creativity. Yeah, uh, it would take it that to a new level mm. uh, to the point where maybe um, I had nothing to say. I had nothing to say there. Uh, the other idea that I had, uh, which I, this this is definitely an outside idea. Yeah, but it's. Um, it's about becoming a drug counselor, and I, but maybe I have spoken to some aspect of this because, uh, before. But if you want to be a drug counselor, right? 
it really helps if you were very deeply addicted to drugs. Done point. a lot of drugs. Yeah. yeah. Because And the worse your story, probably the more cred you have as a drug counselor. Yeah. And so if uh, because if 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 you don't have any of that experience and you're just telling people drugs are bad, yeah. anybody who's addicted to drugs is going to be like, get out of here, square. Yeah. Like that, right? Whereas if you've been to a worse place than they've been to, mm. then they're going to be like, hmm, I'm going to listen to this guy. like that. Yeah. And so I think the idea of somebody going to see a careers counselor and being like, well, I'm just very interested in sort of drug rehabilitation and, and yeah. drug counseling, things like that. And, uh, and the, sort of the, the drug counselor being like, well, I got a guy. I know a guy that you can call. And <laughs> he I can, can get you, you to the very bottom yeah. really quickly. Yeah, like, I mean, he's got the best quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and this will ruin you. This will absolutely ruin you. And, and then uh, there's a really clear path back yeah, if you assuming you make it back. Yeah, and then I know a, another guy who's actually one of my old students who's already gone through mm. this who uh, you can call and he'll help you on the way out. Is yeah. that a sketch idea? Yeah, I think it definitely yeah. is. Oh. I think, I think, yeah, any, I think we talked about careers counseling a couple of episodes ago, but anything where it's that, um, there's a non-traditional career path to a career and mm. the careers counsellor is trying to counsel you through that path, then, uh, yeah. I mean, what if you went to a careers counsellor and said, I want to be the first man on the moon? Right. Wow. And yeah. like, and then he maps out yeah. a way that you could do that. Exactly. And so he could probably actually do it by just going, putting you on a moon of like Saturn or something like that. Oh, that's really good. You know, because yeah. uh, you, you want, you want a careers counselor with a, uh, with a can do at- attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it, it's the, uh, Mr. Careers counselor, like as in he's this, it's a, it's a kid's TV show and this guy who will not, he he hasn't had a kid who he hasn't been able to. Counsel. I think that's really really good. Yeah, yeah. Been, I think we should to... put this in our children's TV show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's found a way. Like some kid wants to be the queen of England, mm. he finds a way. Yep. Um, he look. I mean, like if it involves time machines, if it involves whatever it, could it involve takes. Time machines. You know, or just murder. Murder. <laughs> Uh, or uh, like body swap, <laughs> he gets this person to do plastic surgery until they look exactly like the queen. He get the, gets the child. Yeah, he gets wow. the child to do plastic surgery until they look exactly like the queen. And then the old switcheroo, you put the queen under a handkerchief. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's that classic move where you, you, you show up to Buckingham Palace uh, you, you're doing a magic a trick. You say, I need a queen from the audience. Does anybody have a queen? The yeah. queen comes up. <laughs> All right, you put that you put that sh- big silk sheet over the top of her, yeah. and you stuff it all in. Then you pull it down, you stuff it all into your left hand. Mm-hmm. Right, it's gone. Yeah. Right, and then you open the box at the back of the stage. The kid who looks exactly like the queen comes out. Yeah. Done. Boom. Done. Right. <laughs> I think like you know, obviously the, the stuffing it her into to your hand is a bit un- unlikely. Maybe you could you could fold the queen into a valise. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one of those ones that you can wheel off quite easily, mm-hmm. double-sided so that you can just... Get release the, the queen release the f- out the other side into a field yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, yeah, we'll release the queen into a field later on. And, um, I mean... That's that's uh, something if you haven't already. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Look, I think we have reached the queen, end. Queen, queen switcheroo. I don't know. Was that short or was that... No, no, that's, uh, that's almost 50 minutes. Holy crap. He's... He's really fly. He's really fly. They sure do. Um, all right. Well, here what we have today is an uh, alien knife in the stone. And this yep. is just a, it's an alien knife that has come to Earth. Uh, it's, you know, people, it, people kind of first start treating it like, uh, like, like the Coke bottle and the gods must be crazy. Yep. Um, but then we find out that it really, it really is an alien knife. Do we have a future, a future path for this knife? I mean, I kind of created, I painted the, the history of the knife, the origin story of the knife that it came from a super sun. Mm. Well, I think don't know. we fight over it because it's so useful? Yeah, we fight over it, but then we study it, you know. And at some point, I mean, do you think? Do you think it's just it? At some point, we just decide to get rid of it, like we try to send it back into space. Yeah, maybe. We throw it back at that sun, and yeah. then we cut the sun in half. And then we destroy their civilization. Um, I think we need to 
yeah, I, I guess I guess we work out. We, we'd have to work out what where it goes. Okay, but you, but there's something enough there, right? There's, Obviously, there's something there. Yeah. Okay. Then we have alien knife fight, and this is just a, a, a solar system where all the all the planets, um, all the aliens from all those planets, uh, they have a incredible technology, but no weapons outside of knives. Yeah. And so throwing knives. We love a good knife sketch. Yeah, I think knives are the funniest weapon outside of reality. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, a knife is a horrible weapon. In reality, they're probably one of the most horrific. Yeah, I would never want to see anybody get cut with a knife. Oh, man. I I think about fending myself off from somebody with a knife Mm. and getting your hands all cut up. Oh, my! I picture my arms, all the tendons being cut all the time because I'm trying to block. Oh, lacerated. Trying to block. I mean, the arm would definitely be the best part that you want to use to protect at least your face. Yeah. But, you know, who wants to fucking get cut? Stabbed in the face. Yeah, stabbed in the face. Hopefully, if you do, (laughs) you, like... You open your mouth. Stabbed in the mouth. Yeah, and but you block it with your arm. So, like, the knife just goes in your mouth but never doesn't touch the sides. Wow. Yeah. And just comes back good. out again. So, yeah. if, And maybe that would still be satisfying for the person doing the stabbing because all they really want to do is get the knife inside you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The well, other could option, you enter into a negotiation with yeah. them and say, look, what if we put, just put it in my mouth? The other option is that you could spin around and open your anus. Yeah. And accidentally, like, so it doesn't touch the sides. Yeah, so real, like. Yep, Goatsy, big w- wide. Okay, yeah, and and hopefully it doesn't. I still haven't it. seen Goatsy. Yeah, don't. I, I mean, hope I like, never do. Yeah, I think you've, you've. Have you seen the t- the Time magazine cover that looks like it? That, that, was, de- <laughs> no. that was designed based on it. You're it was, kidding? Yeah, it was like uh, it was like two hands kind of opening up like the the American flag or something like that. But it's like it's exactly that. Anyway, um, is that real? I think so. Like, I mean, there's no way that it wasn't based off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Far out. Um, emotional tax return. That's uh, you know, mm-hmm. just to help to help everybody with relationships. We've legislated that you have to do an emotional tax return, which is how taxing you have been, sort of emotionally on the the people of the, of, of the the country. Um, I think I guess if you've been overseas, you also I think you don't have to declare, declare taxing that. things you've yeah. done in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But they'll be they'll introduce the UN will bring something in because we got oh, we course. we got to stop that. That's Maybe messed the, up. The world. Help. World Mental Health, Health Organization. Yeah. Maybe once once we launch that, um, and that will help people win relationships. Also, be aware of what how much emotional emotional tax you should expect, and the th- in you know and and maybe exactly. we can get like a minimum, you know like like the, once we uh, once people find out I don't know I was about to try to do a minimum wage analogy but I couldn't mm, find yeah it or lowest tax bracket or something like yeah that. lowest tax bracket and all that kind of stuff yeah um, we got the the oh, uh, oh the mashed potato son for uh, your your loser brother. This, this is I think probably one of the weirdest episodes we've done. In yeah, terms I know. Of just like the level of strangeness of all of these. I know, ideas. but I'm starting to really like it a lot. Okay, great. Um, mashed potato son, yeah, for your loser brother, and obviously yeah. that's just a a way to stop people. It's to motivate people to not be losers. Uh, that they have to. What could be more motivating? Yeah, and and that's if they're not having a kid. Not that you have to have a kid, mm. you know, but. I think it's a, if once you kind of, uh, you know, against again, this will have have to be at least the government will have to be at least a little a little bit involved, um, just to kind of mandate what a, a minimum amount of loser is, so that somebody because at the moment there's not no incentive to stop people from just having a bad life. Yeah, but exactly. here we are. Yeah, exactly, and and maybe also the, like the the emotional tax return will help people to know that they are having a bad life because a lot of people might not even realize yeah right okay the government you get you get your statement back from the government mm. your uh, what's it what's it called the reconciliation statement or whatever mm. it is and uh and it, it, it tells you exactly how bad your life is on there and you're like oh yeah. i had no idea yeah that you're like a huge drain on everybody yeah. and oh my god that's awful but anyway um <laughs> Okay, and then we got the, uh, the, the uh, you get a robotic parent to prepare you for getting used to having sort of elderly parents stay in your house. Yeah. Uh, once you're an adult and things like that. And so, so you can practice and, you know, like having them in your house. And having so, conversations, taking them to see things. Yeah, yeah. You know, going out to dinner. Yeah, going out to dinner and sort of like, you know. Have, Arguing with them over who has to pay the bill. Yeah, exactly. Having, having them uh, maybe make 
s- sort of subtle, not so subtle suggestions about directions maybe you could be taking in your life or, or yeah. parenting or anything Explain like that. Explain why you gave up on engineering too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we've got uh, everything is a transaction. This is kind of like an, a, an Apple t- Pay type situation in which you're, which is linked in with your central nervous system and all, and all kind of bits of suffering and things like that mm. are, are just turned into financial transactions. That's justice. That's justice. I think that's how. And then that and, and to set that up, we'll probably be able to get rid get, get rid of a lot of the um, the justice system, and so we won't be able to have to use. Um, oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Mm. You don't go get. Uh, you don't get the death penalty. You just get declared bankrupt. Yeah, oh, but I don't then know that where you kind go. of wipes you clean. Yeah, that wipes so you clean, good. and you're free. Yeah, um, you then, don't get the death penalty. You're just not allowed to be the director of a major corporation for the next seven years. Great, but there's that too. Um, <laughs> the ultimate. I guess. I guess the problem right? would be is if that if you do commit, like, I mean, there's. I mean, I guess it 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 can be that it's not the perfect system at the present, mm-hmm. and if you do sort of like kill somebody and you get wiped clean then you actually can't afford to eat or live. And so then, in a way, it's a corporal punishment and you sort of wither away and die. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, the state just lets you start. Unless you start being really nice to people and start doing a lot of good mm-hmm. things so that you can... So, I mean, that's, kind of, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but that, that, but that, like, the real fear is death. I mean, Alistair, we joke, mm. but this feels all too plausible. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know, that's why I got to write it up, write it up, write it up, make a little story out of it. Write that shit up. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's already written that up. Um, somebody was listening to this currently. They've already written it and up. They've already written that up, and they've sent it off to. And they've already got a um, an Arthur C. Clarke Award, oh, or maybe yeah. a Neptune Award. Whoa. Yeah. Then uh, there's the you know the person who goes sees a careers counselor about wanting to be a drug counselor, and then of course there's the. Career's counselor character who makes will make anything happen. Will make anything happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Uh, I uh, liked having you here. Yeah, me too. And thank you. We've sort of. I don't know, this is not important, but we've pre-recorded a bunch of these before Christmas, so we're sorry if that there's been inter- any interactions over social media in which we haven't... We haven't uh, addressed in any way. We haven't addressed in any way. Uh, if if s- something has come out about us that we're, we're horrible people... Oh, or, wow, yeah. Like that. It's, and it's weird that we're not talking about we're it on the podcast. It, yeah. Well, that's why it's pre-recorded. We'll probably almost certainly address it in the next yeah, episode. Yeah, probably in early Jan. <laughs> Uh, expect us to address some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so have a good Christmas if this one hasn't... Well, no, you probably already had Christmas, so I hope your life is going good. I hope you had a good Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, still hope you had a good holiday. Yeah. And if, and the, if, you, if you celebrate the war on Christmas, well, then I hope that you won whichever side you're on. Yeah, and if uh, if you don't have holidays, if you don't take any time off, then, uh, either due to a compulsion or due to poverty or something like then that. Then I hope work was good. I hope work was good. And uh, and if and if nothing ever happens to you, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy uh, that the, uh, like nothing. If you're a um, a child raised in a totally uh, controlled sterile environment as part of a an illegal mm-hmm. scientific op- experiment, yeah. um, and all you're allowed to engage with is this podcast. Yeah, I hope the current drugs that they're injecting into you are pleasant. Yeah, yeah, um, and I hope whatever sort of value system you've been able to create for yourself, this scores on the positive end of that. Great. And so we're also part of the Planet Broadcasting <laughs> uh, Network, and you can listen to all their great podcasts. Do go on Planet, Planet uh, Weekly Planet, Planet uh, Steel Wars. Don't you know uh, who I am? Don't you know who I am? Serious Issues. Uh, Human Ordinary. Human Ordinary. The Auntie Donna Podcast. The Auntie Donna Podcast. Uh, Will Ander- the Willie Anderson one. Yep, Tofop. Uh, Tofop. And, and many, many, many more. Dum Dum Club. We should yeah. be plugging all the sure. podcasts that are bigger than us. And uh, um, let me tell you. Wait. And we're both on Twitter. I'm at Alistair TB. Andy's at two, uh, Stupid Old Andy. We're both at Two and Tank. You, you can, can find us, us on, on Facebook and on pa- Patreon, and you can donate money. Let's say you you wanted to give us money so that we could both pay George for for uh, doing this podcast, and so that one day we could. I mean, look, we're 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 still pretty far away from even being able to pay George a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> but if you wanted to, if, if you wanted any of your money to be converted into food to give to a child, you can donate. And we're starting to be able to give rewards or whatever, if, you, if you're interested at all. This is all very persuasive, Alistair. Yeah. I'm going to go and donate right now. You know, thank you, Andy, very much. And uh, you should also know that we, we love, love you. you.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 